0: But join me now to talk all things Raptors and the NBA Finals, and again, as you just heard, you can hear Game 5 between the Heat and the Nuggets right here on TSN 1050 is our very own Josh Lewinberg Josh, good afternoon. Thank you for joining the show today. Hello, Maddie, and yes, I
1: thought of you immediately upon learning the <laughs> news that Darko Ryakovich would be the Raptors' next head coach. I, I did. My first thought was not how does this affect the team or what will the fit be or anything like that. My first thought was... Oh, man, Coz is in big, big trouble. But good news is he's got a, a unique and and cool first name. It's not like he's Joe Ryakovich or like Mike Ryakovich. You can't call him Mike or Joe, but I, I think you can get away with going Darko, Darko. That'll work. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, by, yeah by the way, I, I was joking. I wish they'd hired Doc Rivers. That's a name I could get behind, even if I wouldn't want him coaching. <laughs> I wouldn't want him coaching my team. But, Josh, you let me off the hook. You said Ryakovich a bunch of times there, buying me cover as I was able to say it in my head seventeen times. So I think I—that's eh, probably a C plus level. All right, what do we need to know about Dr. Dr. Oh, that works too. Thank you, um, thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he—he's a guy that yes, while well, first time head coach, sure, and there's always going to be risks with first time head coaches because while well, you can do all the work. The homework, the due diligence, the interviews, call the references. You never know for sure until they're in that big seat at the NBA level, and we're going to find out how things play out once he actually takes over. And it's always hard, too, to like, you could look at what Memphis did over the last three years, Phoenix before that, OKC for all the time that he was there. But it's really hard to attribute the success or the failure of a team on any one guy on one coach especially an assistant coach so with all of that said yes it's a risk but a, a couple things one this i think was always the route that the raptors wanted to go in they were never talking to or considering doc rivers or budenholzer they never really seemed to want that experienced veteran head coach they wanted to find the next great head coach. And I think because of the track record and the pedigree of Darko, it, it alleviates some of the risk a little bit. This is not his first rodeo. He's paid his dues with almost three decades now in coaching. He started coaching in Serbia when he was 16. He's been around the world and coached at different levels, which sounds a lot like the guy that he's replacing in Nick Nurse. But listen, the are like that because With the wealth of experience, I think it does allow you to relate to different situations and different players, which is important. And I've spent most of the day here because I'm writing a kind of get-to-know-Darko story. I've spent most of the day talking to players that he's coached or guys that he's worked with. And what they all say is, like, he – Finds a way to connect to everybody from the guy at the top of the roster to the guy at the bottom of the roster. Um, he's very thorough. He's well-prepared. He's organized. And yeah, I, I mean, I think another thing that, that jumps out right away, you hear it from everyone you talk to. And I think it's the maybe the biggest reason why the Raptors hired him is player development. That's, His background, he's done a lot of work with a lot of young guys in the league, including a few over the last few years that have really taken a big step here. And Desmond Bain with Memphis, Mikhail Bridges he worked closely with in Phoenix. And and that's something, as we know, it used to be a a major strength of this Raptors organization. It's fallen off over the last few years. So whichever the direction that they decide to go in here is, I, I think they feel confident that Ryakovich is their guy.
0: Thank you for saying, Ryakovich, again, because I was already feeling insecure as I was going to attempt it. We're joined by our Toronto Raptors beat reporter. It is Josh Lewenberg. Josh, how much of Ryakovich's success is going to be tied into what sort of development we see from Scotty Barnes this year? Well, I just think the
1: Raptors' success in general is, is tied into that, right? Like, this is the future face of the franchise. It's the guy that I think could swing this thing in, in either direction, depending on how he develops. And that's another reason why you go out and you bring in a guy who's had that kind of success in coaching up, developing really important young players. And this is going to be his biggest test yet. But yeah, I mean, they, they really tried to unlock certain parts of Barnes's game here over the last couple of years, especially his playmaking. And that's something, that is speaking to a reporter in Memphis, something that Ryakovich has really tried to do with the guys that he's been working with. And, and I mentioned Desmond Bain. and His playmaking really took a big step forward in year two. It's interesting, actually, in, in hearing people talk about his work with Jaron Jackson Jr., um, also a big man, a versatile big man like Scotty Barnes, obviously the reigning defensive player of the year, and Barnes has a major defensive upside that he's yet to reach as well, but playmaking is something that he really focused on with Jaron Jackson, so I'm going to be interested to see how much of that is, is going to be the focus here with Barnes moving forward, especially considering the Raptors' starting point guard, Fred VanVleet, is about to become a free agent, is about to hit the open market. If he's not back, and of course the Raptors are in a position likely over the cap where it wouldn't be so easy to replace him, that might be the the future for Scotty Barnes here with this team is, as a starting point guard. And uh, I could see Ryakovich being the guy that could potentially unlock that in him.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's the number one story, I think, with this team. And by the way, next time on we'll get into Van Vliet, Gary Trent, Purdle hitting free agency, Siakam and OG are coming into contract years, the draft, they got the 13th pick, oh my god, is there a lot coming up with the Raptors, but Josh, as, uh, as we end this, uh, game five tonight, it feels like it's going to be a coronation for Denver, and everyone should just watch, because it might be the last time we get to see crazy passes uh, from Jokic for one more time.
1: Yeah, that certainly seems like the most likely outcome, but it's not the first time over the last couple months that people are going to be writing off the Miami Heat, and we've learned or at least we should at, at this point what what happens when you count them out. I mean, this is a resilient, mentally tough, well-coached veteran team led by the likes of Jimmy Butler and, and Kyle Lowry. Like, I, I'm not so sure that they're done necessarily but at the same time I mean, you have to credit the team on the other side you mentioned it like Jokic, Murray the Nuggets that's a really really good team I think one way or the other they're going to end up on top I'm not so sure that it ends tonight uh, but ah. I think, yeah I, I, I think it goes one more game I'll say Nuggets in six
0: so then if you were on FanDuel you would bet Miami is an 8.5 point underdog in Denver
1: I sure would Matthew
0: does Jamal Murray, has he taken the championship belt away from Shea Gilgus Alexander as the best Canadian basketball player, or is that an unfair question because Gilgus hasn't been able to really show what he can do in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, what, what a season that Shea had in OKC, not only individually, but what he did in, in elevating a team that I, I think most people figured would be uh, right at the center of the tankathon once again. So I, I still think like big picture, Shea is right there. But remember, Shea took the crown from Jamal Murray and what he was doing in the bubble before going down with that injury. It's only over the last few years that we've really seen what Shea can do. So now that Jamal is healthy and clearly back to the level that we saw pre-injury, uh, I'm, it's a 1A, 1B scenario, I think, especially when you consider the way that Murray rises to the occasion in the playoffs. I'm going to be interested to see once Shea does get to the playoffs and what he's able to do there. But not a bad situation for Canadian basketball and not a bad situation for Canada basketball, assuming both of those guys uh, play for the national team this summer. Oh,
0: I know. Oh, oh, just get them all on there. Howie, uh, you know what? Nope. Save it for another day. We got to go. Josh, as <laughs> always, appreciate. We'll be reading your work at tsn.ca as uh, you continue to do more coverage on the Raptors' new head coach, Darko Ryakovich.
1: How'd I Thanks, Talk soon.
0: All right. Take care. That is Josh Lowenberg.